Hey everyone, welcome to the Earn 5 Star Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Bowles, Site Manager, Emperor, Supreme Warlord, and Defender of the Faith over at OneFootDown.com. And joining me tonight is the Chief Inspector, Brendan McAlinden. Jude Seymour is out on assignment. Uh, Brendan, how you doing tonight? All right, so here's the thing. We got an emergency to discuss. Um, you're aware of this emergency, uh, but I'm bringing it up on the podcast. Um, the assistant coach of my... Uh, so I'm coaching my son's coaches pitch baseball team uh, this summer. You know where this is going. Um, the assistant coach. So basically another dad who was like, Hey, do you need an assistant? And I'm like, God, yes. And uh, we get to talking and uh, you know, I'm decked out in Notre Dame gear and wearing a Notre Dame hat uh, at all times. And he goes, Oh, you're a Notre Dame fan. And I go, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he goes, Oh, cool, cool, cool. I, uh, I, I grew up in Elkhart, grew up a Notre Dame fan. And I was like, Oh yeah, really? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, they just sort of left at that. And then we went went about practice. And so my assumption at that point, first practice, is that he was a Notre Dame fan. Uh, second practice rolls around Joshua, and he drops a bomb on me and says, um, yeah, uh, so grew up in, in Elkhart, but um, I'm a Michigan fan now, uh, but I'll root for Notre Dame anytime they're not playing Michigan. This man grew it's up a Notre Dame fan. And he's a Notre Dame fan, or he's a Michigan fan now. Who says I will? I'm a Michigan fan, but I'll root for Notre Dame if they're not playing Michigan. Walk me off a ledge here. Who who, who says that? No, jump, please jump, because because <laughs> that is an abomination. I mean, if it, he could interchange Michigan with about a hundred a hundred and twenty five other. FBS programs, and it'd be okay. Honestly. And I like that you said 125 because that includes, like, you can't do it with USC, right? Yeah, I mean, it's probably it's probably more along the lines like 120. I mean, you can't be a Penn State and Notre Dame fan. I mean, there, there, there's, a, there's a solid handful of teams. Like, you can't be for Texas and for Notre Dame. <laughs> could you I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe this is prophetic. I mean, uh, I, 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 prophetic, I can be for, Can you be a Pitt fan and a Notre Dame fan? I think you can. Okay. I think you absolutely can. I mean, I would say I am a closet pit fan in a way because <clears throat> I don't know. They're so interesting. I follow them all the time. It's, I mean, like I have a special hate for Pitt and for Pat Narduzzi itself, but I watch so much of it. You kind of like, I'm kind of rooting for their success for their program. To, like, so, so it's a bigger game when Notre Dame plays. It's a weird dynamic for sure. But I don't root against. I don't openly root against uh, Pitt um, like I would a Michigan or uh, you know or a USC or a Miami or a Texas or an Alabama. You know. The, the, yeah, but I think but I think what you're describing there is sort of just like a, a morbid curiosity for a non-threat because Pitt's well, not almost, a threat. Almost like, almost like an adjacent, right? Yeah, like, uh, like until, oh, until, look at until, him go. until the lucky until the lucky charms incident happened, we were adjacent Cincinnati fans, right? That's until you know what? That's the, the perfect analogy is uh, when they weren't a threat, uh, you could do it. And you know, it was, everybody liked Boise State because um, they they weren't you know they were they were popping people, but they weren't a threat. Right. Uh, right. And UCF was fun until they started claiming titles. See, I re- I respect the shit out of that one though. You already know that. Yeah, I know. I know. If you if you can if you can claim one, claim one. Go right ahead. That well, I mean, that's what Alabama hit, is. 
It is your God-given right. And that's what we do here on the Earn Five Star podcast, uh, recognizing both the 2012 and 2000 uh, or 1993 national championships, right? Yeah. You just need the you just need the you know couple of matrixes to 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 tell you matrices to tell you that it's a title and uh, you can claim it. (laughs) Absolutely, why not? Go right ahead. I I welcome any and all to take care of that. So yeah, you you can't you can't um, you can't do that, man. You can't do what that guy's doing. You can't be a Michigan and and Notre Dame fan. Can't do it. At least you can't be. You know what? You can do it, but you can't be serious about it. Well, that's I think that's the point is like you're not serious about it because you have to secretly root against because you like Notre like I could never under any circumstances pull for Michigan in any sort of conceivable way because their success runs. Um, in the face of what like Notre Dame should be doing, like, I've never happy I've, success. I feel bad. I've never once wanted them to beat Ohio State, and I've you know I've watched that game annually every year since I, I was a kid, uh, and you know and I felt like I have. I mean I, I've talked about it before. I have great respect for the Ohio State program, actually pre Urban Meyer, uh, but at any rate, I mean like when those two teams play, you might as well consider me an Ohio State fan because I'm openly openly cheering uh, for the Buckeyes to take out Michigan. Fuck them. Fuck Michigan. Fuck yeah. them forever. Fuck forever. them right in their ass. Yeah. For hundred years. Forever. Yeah. Well, speaking of abominations, Brendan, you remember a couple weeks ago when I decided that I was taking cargo shorts back? Yeah. Welcome to the club. Yeah. I was, I was taking, I got another one that I'm, I got another thing that I'm taking back and this one's a little more controversial. Uh-oh. This, I'm going to have, I don't know. I might lose the respect of many people by, uh, by, by taking this particular thing back. But, you know, I, I'm taking Nickelback back. No, no, you're not doing that. No, what are you yeah, doing? I, so, <laughs> I just, first of all, I don't think, uh, I don't think family guys should be telling me how to live my life. My ears tell me how. <clears throat> and there is, I mean, I'm not, listen, I am not a fan by any sense, but I'm not going to deny myself a good song. And so, so what happened was I'm, I'm flipping through TikTok and there's a, a funny video of this, of this uh, mom telling this kid that he can't go outside and he kind of walks over towards the front door and the kid's like probably two. And he takes his hat off and throws it on the ground and like, but he looks like an old man doing it, not a kid. And then he just like walks up to the front door and just, just like with both hands, just kind of places his hands on the front door with his head down. And they, this video had you know synced up to it with Nickelback's. I don't even, I don't even know the name of the song. Was it called Save Me or whatever? I just posted a video of 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 uh, a Frankie the Dotson with his exact Nickelback song on it. Uh, saying prison gates won't open or whatever. It's a funny, it's a funny fucking video. Cause this kid looked like he was like a, he's acting like a 90 year old man, not being able to leave the retirement home. But anyways, I thought, you know, I'm like, do I kind of remember this song? So I dipped into Apple music, put it on and it's nothing great, but it's something like, all right, man, this is all right. 
Like, why do I hate this? Like, I don't understand this, why this is, I hate this. So here, here's the thing is they do have a lyric that goes, got to meet the hottie with the million dollar body. That's how a song oh, opens. Get, That's oh, how they open a song. Oh, Chad oh I, Kruger, get I get it. Chad Kruger also uh, infamously did an interview with Playboy magazine in which he said that one of his greatest accomplishments is that he sucked his own uh, member for a case of beer once in college. And I, I don't believe you for one. And second, excuse me, what? <laughs> I don't believe you for one. I mean, many men have tried. I don't know, man. I. Did you look seem... at this photograph? Because every time <laughs> I do, it all, makes me laugh. All I'm, all I'm saying is, in that moment, I enjoyed the tune. And, and I thought, why should I deny myself something I enjoy? Because... Everybody else says it's terrible, and it wasn't terrible. It's like I, I'm not going out. I'm like I'm not going out to go buy a fucking Nickelback T-shirt or a okay. concert. Okay, all right, okay, okay. okay. And I'm not, all right, all right, I, I, I think all those. I'm, all right, all you know those what? Lines. That's fine. For a minute there, I was about to. For what? What? No. what I, I was thinking you were saying at first was that you were espousing. You know what? I'm all in on Nickelback, just like you know, all in on cargo shorts. But if you're just saying that there is a Nickelback tune that you happen to enjoy. Um, I don't think that there's a problem with that. If there's one, it's not like yeah. you're you're uh, buying tickets to a Nickelback concert, right? No, no, no. I just think at my age, I just I I'm gonna start taking things back. And things that I've just stayed away from, like maybe I just didn't care. Because, and someone's like, "Oh man, this is fucking awful." And I was like, "All right, man. Well, I, I ain't got time for that." Well, what I really don't have time for is being told what I will and will not like. Yes, or that should, is, or you know what? That's punk. And I respect yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm just going to, I mean, so I'm going to, I'm starting to take back things again. I took back cargo shorts and full bore, like went out and purchased more cargo shorts. You know what? Uh, just like, uh, just back, like, like, I'm not going to hate, I'm not going to hate on it is all I'm saying. I today felt like the 2004 Yukon, Huskies quarterbacked by one Dan Orlovsky because I was wearing my Aeropostal uh, uh, cargo <laughs> shorts uh, probably from the same year, uh, to be honest. How, but, uh, how do you fit in anything that from 2004? Oh, my God. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I basically am the, the, the same. Uh, I for, mean, I have literally – listen, within the last five days, I have popped two buttons on, on a pair of shorts. Well, gone. You get the, well, the nice <laughs> part gone. about um, my Abercrombie and Fitch shorts from the the early aughts is uh, they don't have buttons. They have like um, uh, oh, the clasps. Not a not a clasp. Like a I don't know a rivet. It's got like a rivet in it. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. It's not. It's not. Uh, not sewn. Yeah, it's just like it's in there. It's a it's a chunk of metal that goes through it. I wish they made shorts again that were good. They're just, it's so bad now. No. Yeah. They just, they just try and, I mean, that's everything now though. Right. You can make it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, American Eagle keeps their stuff the same. And so I've just been, I mean, I've said that before when we were talking about the cargo shorts before I just buy those shorts. Cause they're the ones I know. That do they fit. still, do they still sell them uh, cargo shorts in American? Eagle? I've like, Chris, you'll go into an American Eagle. Well, that's the time. new, that's the new hot. That's the new hotness right now. Cargo shorts are the new hotness. They're back? And so like, yeah, see, my wife makes fun of me because I shop there. 
But I just I only shop there for jeans, which I know I know those jeans fit me just right. And for shorts, because they fit me just right. The only other thing that I would purchase from that store for myself is like their flannels. And other than that, that is it. Everything. But she like, you know, like she's like, what? What are you fucking 17 years old shopping there? I'm like, no, I'm a middle aged man that just wants to wear something that's comfortable and that fucking fits him. And you know and what? Gonna, that was your store before it was these young, young turds. I'm stores not going to Oh, but yeah. So the new hotness is cargo shorts are back. So they have, they have a, a plethora of, uh, of cargo shorts there. As far as I'm concerned, they never left. And you know what? Good. <laughs> because for too long, we've allowed women's fashion to circle back. And there was like a full four or five years when we had to suffer through, uh, women wearing like mom jeans. Remember, mom jeans were a thing, like at the early part, they try- like the late, the late teens. Oh, they're, they're back. They're, they're still around. They're back, but like they faded. They're, out. they're starting to fade. They're, they're back. They're still back. But like, but how come? Like, how come that trash? Well, fashion you know, well, doesn't get dumped. You know what's on great? Cargo shorts. Well, you know clothes. who fought back? You know who fought back back against the mom jeans? We're fucking moms. Because moms don't want to give up their skinny jeans, their jeggings, which I agree. Like moms, like moms should just be wearing jeggings. I mean, they look good in them. They're easy to wear. I don't know. That's a better look than having to walk around like 15 more pounds of denim. Yeah. Oh, hiked up above your belly button. Uh, well, that, I mean, some, the, the of the, whole, like, some of those, some of those, some of those hiked up looks, Brendan, are uh, they are not great. It makes everybody look like a, a frumpster. Some of them are, are good. Some of them are very good. <laughs> Maybe like one out of one out of a hundred, and the rest of them look uh, like frumpsters because it is the most ill-flattering uh, pant. It is. You can, it, it's like the um, it's it's the male equivalent it's like, of like look, I brought wearing pleated khakis. Yeah, I was about to say it is the 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 equivalent of the LeBron James draft class uh, photo, those pleated <laughs> khakis that they were all wearing. Uh, <laughs> oh Cardinal God! LeBron just... looking like uh, you know, ludicrous in that one. I mean, they're yeah. damn near zoot suits. You know? Yeah, it's, it's terrible. That what's fun is watching the guy watching. Basketball, some of the guys now, the older guys, like post pictures of themselves in college, like the uniforms they're wearing, like they're our, you know, our age or it's just like shorts going down to their ankles, like just this massive amount of fabric out there flying around. Yeah, g- compare that to now where it's it's circled back to like the the early 80s the where, yeah, there's some. Uh, I mean, people realize, like, I don't want my movement restricted. But I mean, at least, I mean, they're also wearing a lot of spandex and and tights to go along with those two. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not, they're, they're not, le- they're there not letting their left and right nuts hang out, hang out on one there side. There are some things being held in place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, that's a family. It's a family sport. You know, they got to gotta protect themselves. I mean, I imagine if like, you know, they uh, famously didn't have a, a bunch of those games from like the, what is it? Wilt Chamberlain's hundred point game. Yeah. It's not, nobody, nobody filmed it. Right. Um, and it's maybe probably for the best that some of those, those games weren't filmed. And some of those Dr. J games <laughs> were like the shorts were so short because there would have been, uh, I mean, you've heard of the nip slip, 
trying to think of what it would be uh, for the for a nut slip. It would be like <laughs> ball drop. I don't know. Yeah, a little ball drop because it <laughs> it would have been prevalent. <laughs> oh shoot! All right. Um. Well, hey, let's uh. Let's keep this train moving here, and let's get to some reviews. I got okay. uh, I got one here on the docket, docket tonight, and it's it's a decent sized one. And just an FYI, you know, Jude isn't able to be with us tonight, uh, but I'm pretty sure that to, I don't know he's just, he's gonna find out uh, he's gonna answer the question about the the grade stuff. Uh, but I think this one kind of speaks to this a little bit. Um, this is from this is five stars from Cali Domer twenty two. Uh, it says keeping me sane. Amongst all the terrible Notre Dame podcasts out there, this one is a shining light. I've been listening for a few years now and love the direct nature of the pod and mix of football and comedy. It also warms my heart that I know other people in the world also hate this shirt as much as I do. As a recent 22 grad, go Dylan Hall, a.k.a. home of Larry Keys, I have recommended this podcast to everyone I know, and I have always heard Julian Love-esque five-star reviews. Also, Going off the last pod review mentioning academics, I thought I could provide some insider insight. I worked as a recruiting assistant under Brian Kelly for my freshman and sophomore years, 2018 to 2019 seasons. Every Friday before home games, we would get a packet with every recruit visiting for that weekend. It had basically all their info from, from stats to nicknames, etc. It also listed their grades and GPA, and this was color-coded. Some colors were positive, and it basically told us that ND really likes this kid as a whole, fit, attitude, grades. However, other colors told us that ND really wasn't that interested in the kid and that they were here on a courtesy visit. Hmm. Usually the main, di- the main difference between colors was grades. And I don't ever remember seeing someone with a GPA below 2.9 to 3.0 get a good color. I have many more stories of working with Brian Kelly. The recruiting department was laughable when I was there. But thought this might help. I have a feeling that the department has changed. Thank God. Anyway, sorry for the long rant. Keep killing it. And I look forward to the off-season podcast where we discuss the only the most important ND topics. Go Irish. That's about as informative as a, as a fucking review we're going to get. I mean, that's 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 uh, hot. That's coming in hot. And it makes it, sense to me for some for a couple of reasons, because it sounds like. It sounds to me like Brian Kelly was, I mean, he was, he was burned by kids basically leaving because of the academics. And maybe he's, he flagged that as being something where he didn't even want to do it anymore. And maybe that affected the recruiting. Is that, is that a good read on? Is that, is that a pretty fair read on the situation where Brian Kelly? um, Well, yeah, I mean, famously, I mean. I mean, Pete Sampson couldn't help himself. I mean, famously, Notre Dame kind of like pulled out of Florida a little bit. You know what I mean? And they, you know, concentrated more on in Texas and in Georgia, although the results weren't as. Uh, Maybe not as intense. Wasn't like wasn't like we increased our our uh, our grasp in Georgia and Texas, uh, but they kind of just like set the hell with Florida for a little bit, which is not really a recruiting strategy that I recommend. No, um, I'd it's say just it's like probably you have to the, work uh, the best or, you know what? I, I'll go on a limb and say it's the best. I don't know. It's like, it has the whole vibes of gentlemen. I wash my hands of this madness. Like, I, I mean, we get it right. Like this was a, what was it? 2019 maybe when this was a big thing. 
remember like there was the stories about which schools would I fit. And then they, everyone just kept pushing, you know, like, look, Atlanta's the new hotness. Cause it's got all these good academic schools with all these athletes and Florida's you just, you know, maybe it's three schools. You got to find the right fit, blah, 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 blah. And it just like, okay, it made sense, but yet it didn't really help me. And then I was just like, it, the very next year, their name's right back in Florida again, dropping offer after offer after offer. Like, it's all fine and dandy to have like a strategy, except for the fact that when the strategy is so bad, like if you <laughs> that you gotta just completely throw it back in the trash, you know, the next season. Like you just can't abandon Florida. No, I mean, I Florida is the most. It is the it is the single best state for. As, as far as the most well-rounded football players, because um, you can make arguments for Texas um, being the best state for recruiting, but but I would argue that 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 Texas doesn't have the the quality of linemen and defenders that they don't. Uh, Florida has. Texas is very offensive. They are very offensive, which which you can see as evident by sort of what the Big Twelve, because the Big Twelve is yeah basically dependent on right. or was dependent on, on Texas quarterbacks, wide, quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, uh, running backs. I mean, it's, it's strange to consider, to look at States as position hounds, you know, like it, it shouldn't happen. Like that makes too much. That's too neat. Right. But it's really kind of how it works out. Like your best, where are your best defensive linemen from Florida, well, Georgia, 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 Alabama. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, you know, the, the deep uh, south. South Carolina, South Carolina, Mississippi, yeah, the deep um, south, Louisiana. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's strange. which is strange because we were talking when I was talking with Amanda, uh, by the way, y'all, uh, you're, you're welcome for having like a back to back pod kind of a situation thing going on here. Uh, but talking about Amanda Gotzi, she kept bringing up, you know, Pitt's defensive line and she's right. Pitt has a really, they, they've had a real like knack for, recruiting and developing defensive linemen for like the last 20 years. Like they're not all great, but they thought they really have been able to find like a couple of really good gems and make them great players by the time um, they leave pit. So, I mean, it's, it can be done, you know, elsewhere, but I mean, the deep South has the, has the defensive line Most talent. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And, and the way that Pitt was doing it too, is like, uh, if, if you look at the pit, defense, like, Almost all of them are non-conventional um, linemen, right? They're 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 not the size prospect of you know what we're right. seeing. Right. They're qu- they're they're a little smaller. They're quicker. They're smaller and um, quicker. Um, they're 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 making it work. It that is something I wish you know Notre Dame probably would do. Um, but yeah, they they are making it work with what would they? I don't know. I mean, like. Have. Howard Cross feels like a very Pitt type of defensive lineman. I mean, if he can get drafted in the first round, because that's what Pitt does, is they put tiny <laughs> offensive linemen to put him in the first round, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got a point there. But I mean, that's you got that feel. Yeah, I mean, I, I there's no I don't reason think Howard Cross is going year. to the first round, but <laughs> I mean, there's no reason there's no reason he can't this year, though. There's no reason he can't make a jump. But no, no. Um, I mean, that's what Pitt would do. That I don't know, man. I don't know if we want to live our life. Uh, to, to no, no, we don't. What, what Pitt would do? That's that. That's no, dangerous. because that's, that's we, dangerous. you know what? We had a Pitt season last year. We basically were the super weapon for Clemson. 
uh, and that that was it. So yeah. we had we had a pit season last year, um, and I don't want to live that life. I live I live the, the no. life striving to be to be great. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, speaking of defensive linemen, um, this is a busy ass. This, look, I got little league games, y'all. I got shit going on. <laughs> so that, that's why like the pods like came out back to back. I didn't have enough time to edit and get it done. Plus there's other news coming out that I hadn't got a hold of. And all I can say is at least, uh, at least our team got the dub tonight. A uh, big, big, strong win. Uh, so I'm back into the celebratory mood. Uh, but uh, Alexander Ahrensberger deciding to, uh, that he's done with football and he's done with the United States of America heading, heading on home to Germany. Uh, I believe to be a doctor checks out. They, I thought I saw, I didn't uh, dive too deep into it, but I thought I, my eyeballs came across that. So at, at any rate, uh, the, this was a kid's graduate year. He's got his degree from Notre Dame. Um, this is, this is a very typical post spring type transfer. Uh, but the issue that we're coming across here is like now we're down to four open scholarships and who are they going after? Yeah. Like, like the, and I really despise the, well, it's, it's still the middle of May, you know, and Nick McLeod didn't get, this ain't that year. Like people have got to like every year things change. Timelines change. The, the recruiting rules have changed. Like this is not the year that Notre Dame got Nick McLeod late in May. Like if they're not in on somebody right now, it's going to be very hard to fill out the rest of this roster to get to an 85. It just is like the, of the guys that you want to get. I mean, they would have no problem, you know, just filling it up, you know, with just some random random Joe, but they were, you know, they were looking at safety and defensive line were I two mean, of the ones that we thought, they're going to, they're going to need to get, and now they really need to, to do it. I mean, just, and I mean, they, they might, they might have their, they, they might have a bead on their safety. Uh, you know, the, the kid out of Rhode Island, um, I mean, who's actually a cornerback, but they're going to, they want him for safety. Um, right. But, that's, that's, that's like Nick McLeod light. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. And what's, I'm not exactly sure what you can do. I mean, the defensive line hasn't exactly been a uh, hot spot for um, unless you're Florida state who seems to have struck gold with their defensive line uh, yeah. defensive transfers, but it, it's not like the same thing as, as other positions. Defensive line seems to be a little bit of a, of a tougher one. Um, I mean, and it, it has been kind of eerily quiet too on the, portal front since the spring game like there there hasn't been a lot of a lot of noise no i mean like, other that, other that, than, that's, that's antonio carter surprising. antonio carter the second right. or whatever i think that that's the guy other than other than that i i don't i can't really think of anybody that um that jumps out that i mean Notre Dame's not been linked to anyone right not really. I mean, it's just it's like they they've been losing a few guys here and there, and like, all right, well, when are we going to start putting some uh, putting some you know onto this eighty five man schedule? And it just hasn't or eighty five man roster, and they just haven't had the names pop up. 
And it's not like Notre Dame isn't paying attention to the portal. I just, maybe there isn't enough. Maybe it's just one of those years where there's not one in there. Now I have heard many analysts say that this transfer portal uh, cycle doesn't have the, the, you know, the talent of the last cycles and that's fine, but I'm not really looking for starters here. I'm looking for depth guys. So maybe it's like, you know, where are the guys that are, you know, after their freshman year, you know, jumped in the portal. That's probably more or less what Notre Dame's going to look at. These grad transfers, guys like Antonio Carter coming from, you know, an FCS program, you know, maybe some of more of those names pop up. I, I can't see Notre Dame just like sitting on their hands ready to hand out like three to four scholarships to walk-ons in the fall. That seems like that's a, that's a couple steps back from, for the program, from what we needed to be like getting your best. I cannot, I cannot say it more like getting your best 85 is extremely important. Like that, that is practice competition that drives players to be better. Like and your walk-on program is not Ohio state's walk-on program. It's not Alabama's walk-on program. It's not Texas's walk-on program. Even though there is a movie dedicated to Notre Dame's walk-on program, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's, it's, it's great. And I mean, no, no disrespect to the Notre Dame, to WAPU nation at all. But just the pool of talent at Big State U to walk on compared to to Notre Dame, it's just a different class. It's a different, whole different thing, a whole different vibe. Now, Notre Dame has been recruiting a lot of uh, preferred walk-on guys, right, over the years. Yeah. And so, so they've done, so they've 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 kind of they've kind of evened things up a little, or tried to even things up a little bit with that. But at any rate, you you gotta get your best eighty-five, and then those guys help drive the competition, help make practice better. And, and on top of that, you never know what you have. I mean, we're so focused on five stars and high four stars and all this stuff. And I think Notre Dame fans are just kind of sick and tired of hearing about, you know, the project three star and all that, but those guys exist everywhere. There are ever, there are more of them than there are, uh, you know, of the, of the elite so-called elite. And so, you don't know what you're getting, man. Maybe you got a gem in the making. Maybe and Notre Dame has gotten plenty of duds through the, you know, through the portal too, as well. So it's, you know, but you got to you, you got to fill it out. You just, you can't go into fall that, you know, basically with a NCAA, <laughs> you know, with, with a, uh, what, do you, what, the, what do you call them? Build a player. Uh, no, when the NCAA, when, you, when, when teams used to get in trouble and they used to get stripped a couple scallies for a year or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what that feels like. Like, you're doing this to yourself and post-sanction. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I, I just think that. Like, they're too deep the- across both sides feel, feels strong. Like, they're too deep across both sides feels like it's, it's there, ex- with the exception of maybe safety. And even safety, so, even part of the the safety situation, it's it's a little bit. I think safety's a little bit off just because of how, like when we you, when you look at the spring practice and you look at what what Notre Dame was rolling out, I keep forgetting. I have to be reminded all the time that there's a man named Thomas Harper on this roster, right? I mean, when was the last time you heard the name Thomas Harper? Uh, I mentioned it the other day. Uh, I don't know. Maybe right? he's a nickel, but, 
but I'd rather see Clarence Lewis <laughs> be the one that works himself into being a being the nickel. But I mean, Thomas Harper's a grad transfer they brought in to play safety, theoretically, right? Yeah. So I, it's one of those things where I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just um, you also had. I mean, did. Um, Adnan Schuler, Ben Minich play um, in the spring. I mean, they were they were early enrollees. Did they play? Were they both hurt? Uh, yeah, they were hurt. They were they were hurt. So I mean, I'd I'd love for them to get some more depth in there and some more bodies. I, you know, Aaronsberger, I expected like, and part of my concern too in what upsets me and I, I mean I've been on record of saying this that what's held Notre Dame back from from some sustained success or I guess big big success is they can't figure out a way to get guys to come back right and I, I don't I don't know if you couldn't have done something with Aaron Burr with an I I mean obviously he wanted to look to move on but I mean it's a bigger picture where um, I, I look at how many guys did Notre Dame have drafted this year in the NFL draft? How many guys Three. did Notre Dame have declare for the draft with remaining eligibility that did not get drafted? Uh, quite a few. And how many of those players would have served as very important depth or if not uh, starting roles for Notre Dame? I mean, Brandon Joseph probably would have been starting opposite, um, you know, DJ Brown and Watts. Watts, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, right. I mean, the Adam Meolas, right? They both had eligibility. They could have came uh, back. No, ju- only Justin. Oh, did. only Jason Justin was did. out. Yeah, Jason was out. So, But Justin could have came again, back, right? But I mean, yeah, he, w- he wanted to follow his brother, which I understand, but he could have came back and that would have, I mean, he would have had an important role on this team. Right? Oh, yeah. I can't agree more. So it's absolutely it's it's a little bit maddening that there's there's some other teams that are able to, you know, I, you know, I, I see teams they're able to coax players back. Um, you know, somehow Michigan's able to, to coax, to, you know, coax uh, Blake Corum to come back, maybe the best running back in, in the nation. And Notre Dame can't figure out how to get depth guys who aren't going to get drafted to come back. I, 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 I can't wrap my head around it, how this has just been like a consistent thing for Notre Dame, how they can't get guys to, to buy in. And I, I don't know if it's because maybe Notre Dame is too good at setting you up for the next level. Cause I mean, even if you're undrafted, I mean, um, look at Braden Lindsay. I mean, he's, he's right. He's going to be right in it. I mean, his, the connections, he'll be right in the business world. So I don't know, but that, that's yeah, definitely a know. problem for this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I guess I didn't I really didn't expect Notre Dame to have it just, it feels like a struggle right now. And I it wasn't like I was expecting like some great some greatness you know enter there, but I just, I guess I expected just a little bit <clears throat> more. Like I, to be cleaner with it. I don't know how to what I was expecting. Like, like, greatness from the transfer portal you mean like from yeah 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 it's just it's a little bothersome that there's you know there's four to five slots there like and we're sitting here in the middle of may and i don't care what 
the fuck Pete Sampson saying about, oh, you know, Nick McLeod. Like, I'm tired of the one example being the example. Like, that's it, it, not good enough for me. The exception is not the rule. Is that think yeah, what you're yeah. saying, right? Yeah. Right. Right. And look, it'd be one thing if they if they were sniff if they were sniffing around with some other, but that's just not the case. No, like, it's, <laughs> it's kind of just dead. It's not not the case. Like there's not a whole lot of sniffing going on. And so that you know, that makes it a little tougher. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, you're right. I, I, I don't know where they plan on making up for that. And this sort of move from Aaronsberger seems like one that the coaching staff had to have been aware of um, for at least, you know, a few weeks, basically since the spring game. I mean, this, this, this is a decision that just doesn't come out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not maybe, it did, maybe, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was, it was all of a sudden like, you know what? Nah, I'm done. That's a, that's a hack of a, that's a hack of a trigger to pull. Um, right. <laughs> but I mean, I, mean, I think you, so. Yeah. You're ready to go be, be a doctor. I mean, go be a doctor and yeah, yeah, for sure. Get after it. Go, but be, a I mean, go be a doctor. Save some lives. Save some lives. Save some lives. But do the thing. I, I don't know. It's a. Uh, it just. I guess. I guess for me is. Um, it sort of feeds into sort of the myopic. Uh, off season that we've had, uh, where, we we could use a win, right? It's not like we've had a ton of like, in big dubs on the recruiting trail. Um, and this is something we brought up before. Um, I guess the biggest that we've had this offseason is that Sam Hartman looked like he could win a lot of football games. And I don't and, count Notre and Dame. And a Heisman. Out, and a Heisman. I don't count Notre Dame out of any football game this fall. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that the way that, that um, the landscape is for college football, if, if Sam Hartman takes his game to the level that it can be, and he gets the sort of support. The defense is like mildly is is good. I don't even think they need to be great if they're just like above average good. Um, they could be in the mix for a, a playoff spot and win a playoff game. But in it, just we haven't had like where's where's the wins on the recruiting trail? Where's the wins in the the transfer portal? All of the transfer like Logan Diggs. Um, you know, Tyler Buckner. I mean, it's just, um, you know, St- Lorenzo Styles. It's just been a lot of a lot of L's that we've taken and there hasn't been reciprocation for the wins. And maybe bad news comes in threes and the, this is a three and now everything's going to flip around. But no, this would be four. Oof. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I would just like to see some more names. I like to see a little more action and then we can go from there. Um, but it also like, it also highlights again, how important recruiting is and you know, the, you know, the loss of, of, you know, like Peyton Bowen from the recruiting class. Oof, yeah. <clears throat> I, you know, I won't go for, you know, I, I said it while he, you know, while he was still a commit, you know, committed our name. I felt like, you know, he had a, has a, 
I'm, I'm going to say he would have been a starter at Notre Dame uh, his freshman year, but I think he's the kind of player definitely that could have came in and competed to be a starter. Maybe by midseason and the end of the year, maybe then he is the starter. Um, you know, that's it's how sort of like Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. I mean, he could have, yeah, yeah. he could have been on that Kyle Hamilton route where like he wasn't the starter, but like the minutes that he was, was logging and the snaps that he were logging were significant and impactful. That loud sound you just heard was Greg throwing something against the wall. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Kyle Hamilton wasn't even the best player, um, that Sean Crawford played with in his career. No name. So I don't know. How good, uh, Kyle, oh, I, Kyle Hamilton Kyle guy is. I shouldn't even use Kyle Hamilton anymore. He wasn't even that great. <laughs> Your house is going to get burned to the ground. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, it's, we definitely need to keep an eye on it. I am not optimistic in the least of, uh, as far as that goes, uh, but, Keep an eye on it. We'll see what happens, right? Um, moving on uh, to something with a little more, a little more drip. Yeah, I mean that's a uh, good that's a good way to put this. Ross Dellinger today uh, with Sports Illustrated uh, tweeted out that Notre Dame they are past the exclusive negotiating rights time with Under Armour. Um, if you don't know exactly what that means, uh, quite simply, it was there's a period of time where only Under Armour was allowed to negotiate with Notre Dame um, for a new apparel deal. Um, nothing came out of that as far as anything official, no new contracts, no new deals. Um, and so Notre Dame is is still a in the market for an apparel uh, provider after the 2023 season. Going into basically it would be like July 1st, 2024. Um, basically, they're what in, in NFL terms they're an unrestricted free agent yes yes they i mean if uh if roback wanted to wanted to slide on in or uh, if you're andy that. staples uh lululemon Lulu, god i that's the worst idea i it really is the worst idea i mean uh, but, but i mean it's not the no it is the worst it is the worst Aero uh, pastel makes more sense to me than the lululemon you know why <laughs> at, at least Aero pastel done it at least they've done it um, uh, Lululemon is college curious. They've, you know they've, what, you know, you know what's worse than Lululemon? I'm gonna tell you right now what's worse. New Balance. And I got two of. Them. Well, mm. that's no, what cha- that's what Central War when I was there. Anybody, anybody still yelling out champion? Like, has just not paid attention to anything. Or they and haven't if, looked at a champion hoodie that like. If you're, well, that's. Well, that's their reasoning. Like, oh, the kids are wearing them, wearing again. It's good. And let me show you this. Cheapest hoodies in Let me show you this Notre Dame uniform from 1991. Like, uniforms have changed, bro. We're not going. We're not. They're not tearing away. <laughs> they're not mesh tearaways. Not going with the mesh tearaways. Like, you just you got to get it figured out. You got to like think past blue holes. I for some it's so difficult. I understand. No, you just got to. It's shit together. Uh, but re- so really the, what this boils down to, I don't know, maybe Reebok decides, you know what? We want to get back into the, you know, we want to get back into the Jersey making business. NFL frees us out. Nike rocked in. But I mean, right now it's, it it's, it's the big, it's the three it's under armor, Adidas and Nike. And I, 
look, whoever just yelled, Jordan, go to hell. Go to hell, sir. Uh, There's no way in on this God's green earth is Notre Dame going to put a basketball player on that jersey. You know how long it took for him to even get a basketball training facility worthy of the ACC? Yeah. Uh, No, they're not going to put one on their their football jersey. But it really – in in I mean Andy Staples, I mean Ross Dillinger wrote the article, and then Andy Staples took it and ran with it from the the national perspective and wrote a whole article in the Athletic about it, and it was it was a pretty good article, and that um, you know I I made my uh, my feelings about it to, you know internally I guess to to the squad I mean here here's what the important facts right. So who is the lead of sports marketing for Under Armour Apparel? Do you know who the lead of sports marketing is for Under Armour Apparel? Uh, it is a Mr. Schwarbrick. It is Cal Schwarbrick, Jack Schwarbrick's son. Do you know when Cal Schwarbrick was hired at Under Armour? Uh, he was hired in 2013, I believe. Uh, it was the nope. It, well, it was the nope. the summer of 14 when the oh <laughs> the deal went into effect. He uh, this is all I mean this is all public knowledge. It's on his LinkedIn page. Um, stocked his LinkedIn. Uh, Cal Schwarbrick. As soon as the Under Armour deal went into effect that summer. He became the uh, the head of uh, social media marketing for Under Armour, and uh, in 2022 or 2021 or 2022, I can't remember what he became the lead of sports uh, marketing for Under Armour. So I mean the Schwarbrick Under Armour link. I mean it's this is like Cheney and Halberton. This is like. But let me ask. Okay, this so let, like let me ask you this: though. Hunter Biden in a in a in a line of don't a, bring those th- don't bring that up. We can't. I, I, can't I mean, I, I I dunked on Cheney. I, I can't have those. Re- <laughs> I can't have those reviews. And we can't dunk on any of them. I mean, uh, I'm no, like, you no. can't because you no matter who I can dunk on them all, and I'm gonna make somebody <laughs> upset. <laughs> burn, burn it all down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't don't make me break out uh, my stories of uh, Gordon Novell, uh, who is a well-known American conspiracy theorist, uh, passed away. I his uh, son, I've been friends with his son for thirty years, <laughs> and watching the new Waco aftermath thing, and he's all Gary Cole's playing him. Uh, it's just funnier than hell. Uh, and by the way, if you are watching that, Gordon never carried a gun. Ever anywhere, ever just FYI. So, anyways, mm-hmm. but here's the thing, dude. I get that, and I am with you like a billion fucking percent. Like I am, no shit. This is like this is the this is the nepo baby. Oh, I mean it's, it's nepo baby on steroids. But, yeah, this is this is this is the classic. But this is a classic layup. But let me ask you. Can Cal get a job at Nike? Sure can. If if Nike, sure if Jack says, "Listen, you Cal a job at Nike," uh, we'll, we'll get. This I don't even done. think he has to say it, right? Like, do you just do it, and then it's like, and then Cal quits his job, and goes, I mean, or, or goes, quit. Or he just goes. Yeah, I, yeah, he just goes. I mean, it's just like, so I'm with you on the fact that because we could say the same thing about about Swarbrick and his daughters. 
the vice president of uh, Peacock. Uh, um, you certainly you know, can. Huh. That's kind of funny how that works. Which, which only <laughs> they got to negotiate a new TV deal. Wait, but, and people wonder why, why Jack hasn't retired yet. Hmm. You know, because the, the, he needs to get his daughter's a TV deal and his son's a contract. And you know what? You know what? Blood's thicker than wine. Hey, um, you know good what? For, you know, good for Jack. You know, hey, you're a great father. Good job. Good for you, you buddy. You're a good father. And you know what? I'm never going never, never to disparage a good father. Um, nope. But what uh, I will say this, though, and, and this was in the Andy Staples article, is Andy Staples' point was with the Lululemon uh, goof. But I think it applies mm. to Under Armour is um, what Andy Staples point was, is um, negotiate your football apparel contract at whatever you want for whatever that logo is on the football jersey. That could be Under Armour. That could be Nike. That could be whatever. But what Andy Staples was was pounding the pavement or pounding the the, the pulpit for was but leave the shoes open. And you look at it and you, you know, we're stepping into a new era of um, apparel deals and television deals. And all of these things are not like it was, you know, 10, 15, you know, 20 years ago, or even 10 years ago it was, it, it is not the same landscape that it was, um, 10 years ago when, when Notre Dame signed that apparel deal, uh, with Under Armour, uh, Boston college signed a deal where Adidas supplies all of, uh, their the football shoes. Teams. Yeah. Their football the cleats, teams. Yeah. yeah. But the football team wears Adidas, but the basketball team and the lacrosse and the, the hockey team and all those teams, they all wear uh new balance for all of their other things. Just like us dads mowing our lawns. Um, yeah. And, I, and so it, it, there's a there's an NIL component there. Yeah, that's what's where where if you, where if you leave it open, that allows a player to cash in on uh, on on shoe money as a college player, which it can't be done. Not that it can't be done, but it, it's not being done right now because of the way that these apparel deals are done. Um, you know, like the the NFL, right? Like they can wear whatever they, shoes they want. Yeah. They wear whatever shoes they want, but the apparel and look, the NFL is of all the, of all the major sports has the most strict, um, like policies and guidelines for uniforms, right? Like their shit is like, if you have a shin showing an, an inch, yeah, it's like, it's like Lou Holtz, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can't, your socks, uh, your shoes better, your cleats better be black. Yeah. So you know, but the, but NFL players are, are you know, and if they didn't, it would be a you know piss poor move because you're costing you know your your top talent across the league money. Uh, but I mean, that would be an interesting thing. I just think colleges are too, they are too, they would be too frightened. Number one, by I don't know, I, I think they're they feel comforted by a, a blanketed deal for everything, and leaving it open. I think they'd be a little worried about that and they'd be kind of worried about it, about, you know, the money situation with it too. But then on top of it all, it's, uh, I honestly think they, as much as everyone wants to like pretend to be cozy with NIL, like even the big NIL type schools, they also want to like regulate the living fuck out of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> a good, here's, 
here's what Staples. <laughs> the way said to do that is to not is to not have the kids cashing in on shoe deals. Like they they would rather that not be a part of it. I, but, in my opinion. Uh, here's what here's what Staples said about it. He goes, Notre Dame athletic director Jack Schwarbrick has been an enthusiastic supporter of NIL as it's actually intended. Endorsement deals for players rather than school-attached collectives paying for players' market value as athletes. We all knew the latter would happen if schools didn't have their way to get money to players, but there are some programs with the brand power to leverage their popularity into more lucrative endorsement deals for athletes that are truly endorsement deals and not salary. Notre Dame is one of those. Giving athletes the option to make their own shoe deals could be a powerful recruiting tool and could also allow Schwarbrick and company to feel more comfortable with the way their athletes interact with NIL. And I think that he's correct there and that this would and, and when Jack Schwarbrick gave his big, you know, uh, what was it? Good Morning America, um, him and uh and uh, Father Jenkins did their their big Good Morning America thing, and they were both effusive about, you know, we like NIL. Was that the opening sort of salvo for this, you know, what they're going to do with this apparel deal that leaves it open for players? Because football in, in Staples mentions it, football is is kind of whatever, but you know, the berry patch. If if basketball players can pick what shoes they want and have their shoe contracts in place before they sign somewhere, that is an absolutely massive recruiting tool for the basketball program. Like enormously oh, I agree. large. I agree. Uh, for the basketball program and the football program would benefit too. Um, I am I, curious though to know, like, but, but I mean, at the same time, like, what is the appetite for this from? the apparel companies. I mean, I like, would imagine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I you guess. know, it's like, it's like how much money do they want to spend? Like, <laughs> that is, like, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, on, I mean, honestly, like it's in theory, Staples idea sounds great. And Which that's is mostly what he, Staples does is in theory, a right. lot of his ideas. Right. Great. But I mean, like, but like in business wise, like these guys don't, that they're throwing these big dollar amounts to athletes to sell more shoes. Like how many more shoes are you going to sell uh, for having, you know, a certain player on a college team where I just, I don't see it, especially like college basketball, college basketball. When a guy can like those type of guys are one and done anyways. So what's the point? Well, because, because, well, this is what makes the one and done important because, uh, and this is why it makes it such an important recruiting tool is um, they're one and done anyways, but they're not signing the contract for just college, they are signing the contract right. for the NBA. No, I, get, I get it, but again, but again, I'm, but they're still they're still going to go into. You're you're going into unproven. I mean, it's just like how yeah, much I mean, money you're, you're locking a high school kid. They want to spend a, man a five year contract. Yeah, I, you know, for for Steph Curry's old man shoes. The goal the goal of any business is to make money, is to profit. Theoretically, yeah. And, and everything that surrounds it, like everything they've done, these apparel companies, shoe companies have done since the seventies has been marketing campaigns around, you know, around athletes to generate sales, to make more money. They're not in the business of just like, this isn't socialized, uh, you know, apparel now, right? Like this isn't like, they don't exist. They don't exist to provide 
schools or players, they're there to make money. Right. So I think that's a, that maybe it work, maybe it would work like with the first school, the first big school that does it, which could be Notre uh, Dame, which could be Notre Dame. Yeah. But also, but, but only for a hot minute. Then I think I, I just, I just don't think that they want to dump more money into these things, have more yeah. contracts, more. It's just on, on people that may be there to, I mean, like like the transfer portal, you say you got to a shoe deal. Another, it, it, I just, I think they're, they want to really get in bed with, with all that because it just doesn't seem like how much more money is this going to make me? And no one can tell them. And anymore now, it's just like it needs, especially in these economic times, their companies are looking for more certainty than anything else. These are established companies. These are, you know, maybe it will work for like an up and coming company. Um, you know, if there's one out there that's that's making shoes like an Under Armour was, Lululemon you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever. Sure, Lululemon. <laughs> I can't. <have> <laughs> I just don't think that's, I just don't think it's a thing. I, I, I think it's a grand idea, uh, but I just don't ever think that's something that would pan out. At least it's not a plausible to me, long-term solution. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get that. I, I get that. I feel, I feel um, like as, as, as much as you can make that attractive as a recruiting tool, I also feel like that's a huge burden on the school as well that they don't want to be involved in. Here's one thing I'll say though is um, and like, they who, might who, not. Get what about the, what it, about the sho- what about the shoes for the ki- for the guys that don't have these deals? Not everybody's gonna have a deal. So then what do you what what goes on there? I don't know. They just they gotta go buy. They they gotta go to to dicks. And, and I mean and they, they gotta be. <laughs> they just gotta get their own shoes. Which I mean basketball shoes are basketball shoes and cleats are cleats or whatever. And I'm sure the university will I mean, provide but, with but what you, they need. But you know what I mean. It's just a it it just it feels. It's a great idea, but it's a lot more messy. And, than, and than you, that. Say, you say because it's again, messy. Andy, because again, Andy Staples, college athletics are not the fucking pros as They're much not. as you want them to. be. And he wants them to be. Yeah, he it, does. Here's here's, it, here's it, another thing I'll say to you though, uh, to this that sort of feeds into my point um, with why I why the main reason I see this as being feasible and the most obvious route towards what Notre Dame is going to pick. Um, and of course you, you'll, you'll agree with me when I, when I lay it out. Um, what is, what is the beef with Under Armour apparel? Why does Under Armour suck ass for Notre Dame football? Uh, it's their shoes. Yeah, yeah, it's their shoes. So if, if it's their shoes, it's their shoes. Well, hey, and, hey, and Greg had an I, interview. I, I, I am a walking look. I have two torn Achilles on a, and my entire right foot is fucking shredded. And I've been in, I was in Under Armour shoes for a long time, <laughs> for a long time, for a decade. And my podiatrist was just like, these are the worst fucking shoes. Get out of these, uh, and, you know, go, yeah, I, I've been in Brooks ever since, uh, yeah, uh, ever shoot. since what, uh, October, uh, October 2022. Uh, but anyways, like they're just, they're bad shoes. The apparel is great. I love Under Armour apparel. I do. Yeah. So what uh, if they, what if they didn't have to, what if they didn't have to adhere to the shoe? 
right? And then Under Armour's back on the menu, boys. Um, yeah, I'm fine. I, I mean, I'd be fine with that. I mean, but could you, like, what shoe would you go with then? Because I don't think like a Nike, like, I don't think a Nike or Adidas is would be cool with that setup. Like I understand like the New Balance Adidas setup over in BC, it's because it's a it's a flip it's flip floppy, but I can't see like Adidas being like you remember when Notre Dame was they were what champion uniforms and Reebok shoes right Reebok shoes yeah, uh, that was back when you know all the good I mean Reebok cleats blew Nike cleats out of the fucking water as far as I was concerned, but anyways <clears throat> I just don't I don't see I can't see a situation where that would interest or, or create the maximum dollar value for, you know, for well, that was his thing is that he goes, um, um, he ends it, uh, with here's how he ended it. He goes, Notre Dame historically is not allowed pure dollars and cents to drive its decisions. If money mattered most, the Irish would have joined the big 10 and it's a link to, um, you know, Pete Sampson's, uh, why the, uh, Notre Dame right, is, right. you know, the article there and he goes at some point in the past 10 years, if this is a case where Notre Dame is going to command a huge premium for some company, no matter what it does. Uh, but by leaving some of the money on the table and allowing their athletes to turn their feet into billboards, the Irish could build a huge brand advantage. And like, it's going to take some outside the box thinking for Notre Dame to really crush it in the NIL game because they're not going to have the, the, the gross slush fund um, situations that you see it, it like a Texas A&M or a lot of other programs. They're just not going to have the boosters. They're, they're not going to have recruits show up to um, Notre Dame stadium and the, the hosts, point towards the luxury boxes and say, that's where the guys who are paying for your, your school sit like they did at Texas A&M. That's just not going to be something that happens at Notre Dame, but this could be a, sort of an outside the box thinking where Jack gets his, his son paid in Under Armour. <laughs> and then, you know, they can wear whatever cleats they want. And, and if you want to sign a, a shoe deal or whatever, and and all it takes is one school. All it takes is Notre Dame to say, um, shoes are on the table. Um, players can negotiate whatever they want. And then all of a sudden, all schools, when their contracts are done, are doing I, that. No, they're not, that's not going to happen. I mean, it's it too could. Much fuck, that's that's not going to happen. That's too many contracts. That's too many complications. That is too much. Not, companies do not want to do this. They do not want to do this. I guarantee you they do not want to do this. They don't. And because of the, But the salesman that, that wants the sales. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They it love moving pieces because it creates Again, a much, bureaucracy in red tape. Like you said, much, much like a lot of what Andy says, it sounds good, but it's never going to fucking happen. It will never happen. It only sounds good on the surface. It only sounds good on the surface. Like once you start digging a little, just a little bit, you know, get a little bit under that fucking the top of it all. It, it goes to shit. And you, you're sitting, you're me sitting here going, this is like this too fuck. There's too much bullshit going on here. Like no company wants to deal with that. They are they want to make money. They need and, to make money. And having a having a apparel deal with a company, but not 
or just not having it at all, but maybe getting some of their, it's just, it's too much bullshit. They want to blanket this thing. Like Nike is much more happier. The fact that they own what 70% of the market share of the college football market. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the number, I really don't know what the number is. 70% seems about right. Uh, uh, I bet it's probably close to 70. I bet it's like 60, 65, 70% of the market. Yeah. I mean, if you roll in Jordan Brandon as well, which they are separate yeah. entities and they consider themselves they separate entities, but I mean, that's still Nike technically. Yeah, I mean, so to, at any rate, I mean, they're, they're much more happier just blanketing out a program because honestly, a program lasts longer than the, than most of these players. Like the well, fact that Notre Dame. Listen, the fact that Notre Dame on everything that they do, their press conferences and their – I mean in everything that they have, their fucking – the press passes that we have is blanketed with under, the Under Armour logo. Yeah. Is what is what these companies want. They're not worried about Kyle Hamilton wearing Nikes. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, well they, here's, they want, here's what I'll say. If especially when are, it comes to the brand name programs like Notre, like a Notre Dame or like, – like the Jordan brand is through the fucking moon that they have Michigan. And they paid enough to be through the moon. Through the like moon. that's yeah. that's what they, they want a they want a big name brand, and they want their logo blasted all over with that big name brand. They're not worried about the players. I will say like that's this. Not, I will say this is, is is it, it may be a little short sighted to say that they don't want the players, um, because the players only the players exist at Notre Dame for X amount of years. Right. And then they move on to NFL, NBA, whatever sport it is right, but, and getting them. Right, but you could already, in, hook them, you could already hook them in as a program though. Like, uh, how well, much, no, like, but they're I, not beholden to it. So like the player as a not. high schooler can, can get a sweetheart deal um, for, for Nike to be like, listen, non-exclusive five years. Right. But the big thing for the big thing for high school for college players when they they leave their school of, that they were at to go into the draft, like most of them just want to go to the shoe that they want to wear. Yes. You know, and then and then get a deal with them and whatever it is. They're not. No one's out there looking for like the Michael Jordan deal because those don't exist. Not anymore. Right. Unless you're not Steph anymore. Curry and then you sign the and that like, Under Armour. Ba- uh, and basketball is a different. Basketball yeah. is a much different. Basketball is a much different monster than football. Like yeah, it, with shoes. The, shoe, shoe the, the shoe deals are much more of a thing in basketball than football. So, like I said, again, I don't think it's ever going to happen because all these companies want to do is just land base their logo. They want to attach their logo to the big name brands of college football, and they're happy as hell with that, period. Yeah. So let me ask you, Brendan, given everything that we said, what do you think Notre Dame does? I mean, they're they're absolutely going Under Armour one way or the other, whether or not it's it's, it's shoe dependent or not. Um, there's too many pieces there. Um, you know, the Schwarbrick family has their tentacles and everything. Say they, say it like the conspiracy theorists that we you know, the Schwarbrick crime family. Listen, the Schwarbrick crime family has got their tentacles roped into everything from. The Peacock deal to the Under Armour deal. The only reason he's still employed at the University of Notre Dame is so that he can ensure that his daughters and his son get maximum dollar value before he sets off into the sunset. You know, to I be never true. forget I that they are second true. cousins to the Rothschilds. Listen, they set up 
The only reason they had a schedule with a home-and-home with Georgia is they had those guidestones in Georgia, and Schwarbrick wanted to make sure that his kids (laughs) saw those guidestones there. (laughs) And it's no coincidence that those guidestones came down the minute Notre Dame was done playing Georgia. Look it up. Do your own research. (laughs) I feel like we need to get fucking Jack Valor on the show. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah down the moment Notre Dame I, uh, Georgia. <laughs> I think i was in that boat about five months ago i think they go i think they leave you think they I leave think, yeah i do and if they do they're gonna I, put uh, of, of all the of all the things that notre dame does like staples is right about the money thing, right? Like Notre Dame can always make more money, but here's the thing. There comes a point where Notre Dame has to start making more because they, they're going to need it to compete and they need more to, so they can spend it. And if you're, if you're not going to join the big 10, if you're not going to do all these other things to make more money, to make as much money as fucking Purdue, <clears throat> then you need to do the other thing. I, so I think they end up, <clears throat> I do think they end up leaving. I mean, I look, it's been 10 years is a long, is a long time. If you're not married, 10 years is a long time to be in cahoots with somebody. And again, if the, it's, it's just, it's, it, it's just time. It is time to move on. It's time to pass. The, Under Armour hasn't done anything innovative with Notre Dame. I mean, I, honestly, or interesting in quite a while. And the fact that, the the most the most we talk about Under Armour is the fact that fans can't purchase the clothes that <laughs> sure like that's the that, that is the like the biggest like top, that that that's the number one thing that's said that's, and that's it that's not really a good thing no. and that's the biggest thing you know you and I I believe are on the like the pants color is fine and not only that but the pants color is what Notre Dame wants this isn't something Under Armour is pushing like Notre Dame has a color. I can't say it enough. Notre Dame has a an entire website dedicated on message. Like these are the colors of the school. This is what's used. These are the the Pantone numbers or whatever. The, yes, they do. The, this is what we are. The pants fall right in line with with their on message color board. Like that's the, this is a thing. Like we know that. You know, I don't know. Brandon does. I mean, we know the people that work at Notre Dame in this part of the university, like making sure that all the colors are done right and shit like that. The pants are exactly what Notre Dame wants. And which is fine with me. Cause they think they, I think they look great. It's a, oh, gr- I think it's a good look. Yeah. Yep. I don't want them matching the helmets. They're not supposed to the golden dome doesn't match anything else on the, on the, uh, on campus. And the dome is, is what the helmet is supposed to represent. So why the hell would it match the pants? That's dumb. So, but you could go, but they're just, the green jerseys are just bad. Green jerseys like, are very bad. And you yeah, wonder, you yeah, wonder putting them out there like that. Like, well, they, they, they ran the hard and, and it would ended up winning. Um, cause they ran the sort of like cold call, uh, like, Hey, put your last name in the number and we'll give you, uh, uh, uh an avatar for your Twitter account. Based off of which color green Notre Dame fans are the worst. 
<laughs> but but you know we've mentioned we've mentioned uh, before, and it I mean it's true. Every Notre Dame football coach in their first two years have put a a personalized stamp on what the jersey That's represents, beautiful. right? It doesn't look like at this point Freeman has or will. And is it because they're waiting to see what the apparel deal is? But, but even then Kelly, they knew the apparel deal was, was coming up for Kelly and they, they still pulled the trigger and Kelly put the, uh, the interlocking NDs back on the shoulders. They got rid of the, the, the numbers on the shoulders and right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's what I I guess I kind of been waiting on that. Like, what's the change going to be? I've said that from the moment Freeman got hired. I, there's a couple articles up on the site about it. Like, at some doing? point, something's something's going to change. Like, what is it going to be? And, like, look, we're Notre Dame, right? It's not going to be, like, <laughs> not, they're not going to slap a leprechaun on the shoulder pads. Although, I don't they know, could. I wouldn't hate it. Uh, they could. but uh, They, they slapped a leprechaun on the helmet and a jersey that we all loved. Yeah, yeah. But the... I mean, something's going to happen. Maybe, you know, maybe it would be best just to like do that with your first next deal. Um, and, and if that's the case, then that really does feel like it's going to be somebody other than Under Armour. And maybe Under Armour doesn't want to invest a ton of money into, into something different right now. Uh, maybe there's pushback from them because they kind of know maybe they're on the outs. Like Under Armour was getting rid of schools. Like they're in a, they're at, under Armour is not a good company right now, they which is a shame. To get, they paid to get rid of uh, UCLA, right? Like what UCLA, yeah, yeah. What was the number? It was like uh, eighty. Oh, it's, it's, eight, it was close to. It was like sixty, sixty million dollars, sixty-seven million lot. dollars, something, something. It bit. was a lot, and they and they weren't the only one. Like they were, they were starting to cut back deals across the board. They were having a cash problem and all sorts of things, and it's a shame because Under Armour's apparel, like for kids, number one, it's it's half the price of of you know, of Nike for a lot of things. Uh, some of them are, are similar, but like, there's just a lot of it and it's not like crazy ass stuff. Like Under Armour makes some nice basic ass stuff. Um, I, I don't want my kid walking around like a goddamn, like Kanye West Yeezy poster. Like I just don't like, like just some, Hey, I want you to wear some black sweat pants and a fucking pullover, man. Uh, but you know, they makes, it's great for that. So it's, it's tough to see a company that, that we've used so much, uh, just be like so bad at business <laughs> and that's who your, who your favorite college hitching your wagon to yeah. program is hitching their wagon to. It's like, man, are we going down with this ship? Cause it kind of feels like that's what's going on. Or are we holding the, are we the ones holding the ship up? You know, it's like, you know, how's this work here? Uh, but no, I, I think Notre Dame goes a different direction. I, and I, you know, flip a coin. Um, Nike and, and Adidas. I know a lot of people will say, you know, Notre Dame will never do Nike. I find that to be 20 years antiquated now. Um, I, I, the argument, the arguments against you could use for lots. Of, I, just, I don't know. I, it's 2023. I don't know what else. It is 2023. It's 2023. I, I will, I will say that, um, some of the antiquated arguments probably, uh, a lot of that, a lot of that has has popped back into the sort of cultural zeitgeist um, in recent recent times. So I, I I think that there's you know maybe maybe five years ago there might not have been the same sort of um, pushback right. for, 
for Nike that there is now with, you know, um, you know, without getting too, too into it, but like, you know, some people aren't, aren't too keen on the, the, the weaker slaves that they're using for their apparels and shoes and Nike. And you know what, honestly, I've, I've looked into it. Adidas is doing the same thing and Nike's getting all the bad press for it. Like Adidas is still using the same kind of slave labor that Nike's using and Nike is getting all the bad press for it. Yeah. So and, I, and I we're saying I, that I, we're saying that not to say that it's okay. We're just saying no, that to say there's this some is hypocrisy. What, this is this is the realities, right? This it, is the reality. Yeah. There is some hypocrisy out there. Um that if if you wanna if you wanna nail Nike for it, you you have to understand that like a lot of it, like everybody that's not sort of under, like Under Armour is pretty good about it. Um, but even they have a little bit of shadiness. But, you know, uh, if if you're looking at Adidas, there's there's also some some dark alleys. Uh, they got in some heat, I think, in uh, 2021, um, most recently. And it's, not, and it's not like a little uh, misinformation has never been used before. For to like push a certain agenda either it certainly like, is not yeah like and you know that's a you know a good reason to, hey why didn't you, why aren't you guys nike why'd you do this well you know let's be let's stand on our soapbox and be hoity-toity about something that may maybe doesn't exist as in the same realm of what you're really speaking about um even if there is some truth you know what i mean like you're really expanding and, and exaggerating maybe a little bit of it i don't know um i don't know i just feel like Something's going to change. I don't think that I five months ago, I would have said, and I probably did say it's going to be under armor. Don't fucking get your, if that's, hopes if up. you want to change, yeah, don't get your hopes up. Uh, but now I really, I think that maybe that time has passed. Like, I think there's only so long. I, I under armor just hasn't been a good business for, for a few years. Uh, their and stock I, I, prices have gone in the tank, and one of the things with Notre Dame is that a lot of their apparel wasn't uh, the original apparel deal a based lot of off stock. A lot of stock. Yeah. Hey, but hey, who knows? We don't. We don't fucking know. Maybe they already dumped all that fucking stock. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, hey, maybe it was like doesn't mean they had to hold on to it the entire time. Like, oh, it's get rid of it, get our money, and cut and run. Uh, kind of a deal. I. I don't know. Notre Dame is a good business school. People that uh, that are in charge of these these decisions make a lot of money at Notre Dame to to make these decisions, and uh, I'm sure they sure they were doing. I'm sure they made money <laughs> or making the right decision financially. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I hope it's not Adidas, simply for the fact is I hate their t-shirts. Uh, they're the like the worst fitting t-shirts like ever made they're fucking terrible um nike really honestly isn't much better in sense that their sizes are they run really small really small like a like really small like they're not accurate uh but like adidas shirts like i don't know by the time notre dame left um like the arms were huge like you needed hulk hogan arms to fill out these these short sleeves and yet I, I couldn't, the shirt would not go down to my belly button. Like every shirt felt like a fucking crop top. Like, what is this? My favorite hoodie I own, uh, even though my, my very sharp elbows have, are starting to put holes in it, um, 
it's my Notre Dame, my my Adidas Notre Dame hoodie. And uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind getting a, a chance to get a new Notre Dame because it's got the three stripes on the side and it's got just like the uh, etched in the front the the interlocking ND. Um, yeah, like another the, another crack at that the under the, that bad boy. The the under the lights gear was nice. That yeah, was nice. Yeah, the other night. I mean, everything about that. I had that. Was, I had that green. Uh, the green zip up. Uh, from that from that collection, that was that was nice. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know what to say other than I don't think it's going to be Under Armour. Um, Cal Swarber can can do the same type of job for Nike. Phil would have no problem he signing that check. Can. He certainly can do the same job for Nike. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, not that not the reason he was promoted uh, to the lead of of uh, sports marketing was to to because he was going to to get well, that deal in the in the hope in the hopes of in the hopes of right and then the it hope. doesn't happen and then he can just cut and run and go to 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 Reebok BK Knight. he can go to or BK maybe, Knights he can go to BK Knights or maybe maybe he just wants to be like the fucking I don't know the mayor of Elkhart instead I don't know. Yeah, maybe a half uh, half Notre Dame fan and a half Michigan fan. Ugh, how disgusting! It's terribly gross. The only thing more disgusting is that, like, I've been starting to deep dive into um, this college football season, and man, I, I don't know. I. I I look at this season. Cheer up, being, Buttercup. Cheer up, Buttercup. I, I look at this season as being absolutely wide open, and that's wide open for Notre Dame. But I look at this season as being wide open for a certain school um, 15 miles from my house because their schedule is an absolute clown show. And I don't. I last year we joked and, and, you know, in years previous, we've joked. It was like, find me the loss. I look at Michigan's schedule this year and I look at what they're returning and I look at, at what they have. And I go, find me the loss on Michigan's schedule because they've cracked the code on Ohio state. I don't see a loss on Michigan's schedule this year. I mean, if maybe jewel R is, is, is the, is the truth. But I have more faith in Michigan's, you know, defensive talent than I do in in Penn State's returning this year. And like, I don't know, man. I'm 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 getting pretty. I have more faith. About it. I, I have more faith in the universe than you do. I, it I, is it is a universe thing. But you know what? The universe is is very rude sometimes, and it would be the universe's is nonsense to to have Georgia have complete turn turnover it 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 all aspects the leader of their defense leaving the leader of their offense le- leaving as well carrying a quarterback competition and I don't know how much like Vandergrift or or um you know what's uh you what's know what the, make this better you know you know what, what you know what would be nice what would be nice is it Notre Dame and Michigan just fucking played in the regular season well you know and I was thinking about that today I was like you know what like, what a, Michigan's going to be the one seed in the college football playoff because they're going to run through this guard. It's the worst the Big Ten's ever been. Ohio State's got question marks. It, it tackles. They have question marks at, at quarterback. They have question marks all up and down their roster. Um, 
and and you know Michigan sort of figured out the secret sauce, right? They they figured out the Ohio State, um, at least Ryan Day's formula, uh, given the last two years, how they've just been able to absolutely dominate them. I mean, they've dominated in the last two years, and but I mean. Michigan is a one seed and let's say Notre Dame, you know, drops a game, goes 11 and one. I mean, we could see the, a one versus four Notre Dame, Michigan playoff game. That's not outside the realm of possibility. Right. And then we could be talking about like, then Notre Dame, you know, then Michigan plays an actual quarterback because they don't, they're not, they're not going to play a quarterback all year. How I mean, does who, Notre Dame become the four seed? Uh, they pick up it out. I, See, I just so I'm, the SEC is going to get it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that they can't get in the playoff with an L this year, but I kind of feel like they're it, they're going to have to have extraordinary success in the ele- in the other eleven games. Like it has to be a, a, without. You a have doubter. a schedule. You have a schedule where you play Ohio State, you play USC. And you play Clemson. Clemson at most is going to have two losses this year. Ohio State at most is going to have two losses this year. And USC at most is going to have two losses this year. So if you drop so a game let, to one of them. Let's say it's a let, you're 11 and one and you lose on the road to Clemson, um, who ended up with three losses. You're in. Now, now you're on the road. Yeah. Or I mean, or, or or it could be like you, okay, or you say you beat Clemson with two losses, and and mm-hmm. but you lose to you lose to a, a you lose to a four loss Ohio State team Oy. in South Bend. Did you beat USC though? A, yes. Yeah, you're in. But how good's USC really? Maybe maybe USC drops. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, USC's good enough to at least make it to the Pac-12 title game. And lose to Washington would be the the uh, so then then it would be in this scenario it would be Michigan number one it would be the SEC representative number two whether or not that's LSU Alabama Georgia pick whatever is two Washington's the three spot Notre Dame's the four would be that scenario if Notre Dame loses to USC USC is good enough to win the Pac-12 then you know. They they beat the other teams and then it's USC in the the probably the two slot the SEC because they can't wait to get out of, you know USC but it doesn't matter who the other two is but it, it'll be the SEC versus the Pac-12 because I I don't know I, I mean where are your thoughts on Texas this year because a I lot think of people they're overrated as fuck I, I I mean <laughs> I do too <laughs> I mean I keep I keep seeing Texas being pushed up like as a playoff like. No, they're not. Stop. Just can, fucking stop. Can we stop. And you know what? I've I've, I've seen a lot of people like uh, the two teams that have um, really taken uh, well. And and maybe this will get into the offseason talk for what we think about trap games. But one of the teams that a I lot mean, Kansas of, State has Kansas State has a better opportunity. I think has a better chance, in my opinion, of making the playoffs than Texas. That was um, the two teams because that that that's perfect because the two teams that have kind of been like sexually picked on. Um, I mean, obviously the the national narrative is like Texas, but like the sexy picks are Kansas State, right? Because who won the Big Twelve last year? You remember Kansas State. And then the other one, Cal- the Cal- other Clyde offense. 
the other one that that people are kind of pointing at is sort of being like the sort of like hipster off-season sexy dark horse team. A lot of people are getting high on NC State. Have you been have you been reading this vibe, man? No. People are starting to get high on this this top 25 Dave Dorn defense that's returning basically everything. And then they're bringing in Brennan Armstrong, and you're like, Brennan Armstrong, this turkey had an awful season last year. And they're like, nah, Tony Elliott ruined him. We're bringing back in Brennan Armstrong's offensive coordinator. And all of a sudden, NC State's kind of getting some of that, like, you know, sexy, like, off-season talk love where it's like people are talking themselves. I just feel like we've been down this path before. We're yeah, always in this path with NC State. This is the NC State path. This is this is this is the tradition, unlike any other. This is the Masters, where you you talk yourself into some sort of ACC team, just being like, you know, let me tell you about Mac Brown's North Carolina team. <laughs> <laughs> They're bringing in some things. Uh, you know, and, and that's what that's what you do. You always talk yourself into uh, an ACC team, and you talk yourself a dark horse ACC team, and you talk yourself into a dark horse um, Big Twelve team. That that's every year, right? And what you know, there's some people even talking themselves into to Texas Tech. They're kind of a sexy pick for sort of like a dark horse dark horse team, which I don't know. I mean, that speaks to more or less the 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 dregs that is that conference this season, right? I guess. I don't know, man. Like I, I'm excited for the season because I think it's as, I honestly think it's more as it's more wide open than we've seen it in the past because of, because some teams are, have these giant question marks. Ohio state being one about Alabama, Alabama, Georgia, Uh, you know, I mean, Come on, SC. They did not. They didn't win their conference. They lost their bowl yeah. game against Tulane. Uh, they did. In my eye, in my opinion, they didn't get. They didn't really didn't get much better on defense. Uh, they got a, a kid out of the transfer portal from Georgia, that by all accounts was a fucking cancer in the locker room. So yeah. that usually goes over well in a city like Los Angeles. Um, and so I mean, it's just like I just think it's more. I, I think there's more mediocre teams this year than. Then most years, I think there's really good teams are media, have have come down a little bit, and some bad teams have come up a little bit, and that makes for a whole lot of mid. Um, and that's so so that's so that's a hard that's a hard year to start like really like pointing like who's so, doing what. Like, so like are we are we really that scared of fucking Penn State? No, we're I mean, not. Are we really? So that's I mean, my point with Michigan. I think that, is that's where like I think they have some pieces. They could be scary. I was dismissive of Michigan. Like I got, I got buddies that are like, oh, you know, Michigan, whatever. And I, I was very dismissive about it. And the more and more and more I'm looking into this season, I'm looking at it and I'm like, their offensive line lost, you know, an all American center and they lost some tackles and they brought in a bunch of guys. Uh, they probably did what Deion Sanders should have done for the offensive line. They brought in a bunch of Mercs in the transfer portal again. 
and they're going to be able to like look at their schedule. Um, you know, you you pointed out in the the pre pregame, there's a, I mean, Brett McMurphy said that they should be playing, uh, they should be playing Power Five opponents, right? What what was that tweet that you sent me? It was like, like the Big Ten is contractual obligation. The Big Ten is going to uh, to not have the requirement of them having to play at least one Power Five out of conference opponent. And I'm sitting here going, where the fuck has Michigan's been the last few years? If that's been a requirement, what's what, what has been the punishment? The last like Power it, Five team they played was Notre Dame, right? So this season right. they play ECU at home, obviously. UNLV at home. Bowling Green at home. Rutgers at home. Then they go to Nebraska. So that's the loss. I, I'm t- I'm, I've been firm on that. Have I not? Have I not kept pointing I mean, to Matt this Nebraska Rule. game? Matt Rule, uh, I'm very high on Matt Rule. This and we're, and regardless of what Nebraska does out of the gates, and I don't know what Nebraska's. They got to uh, play Colorado out of the gate. <laughs> that, oh fuck! The and you know what they do? They murder Colorado. I guarantee it. They fucking murder them. Uh, but I, I, I think that's that is going to be a slipping point, and that's going to be a, a one of those September like. Nebraska's back kind of a things. I think Matt I mean, Rule's Nebraska gonna... would be if Nebraska beats probably at that point in the season, number two or number three ranked Michigan. See, um, I, I don't, and I don't know. This is, I really don't know how good Minnesota is or is not. And they do got to play Minnesota. So it's, it's at, it's back to back road games. It's at Minnesota. at Minnesota. They, they take on IU in Michigan stadium. Now IU, regardless of how good or, or not good they are, Cannot be Michigan. Cannot beat Michigan. However, they've come. They come so close every year. Close. Uh, but they do have to go uh, to Michigan State, which would have been an issue before everybody uh, left. Mass Exodus. Yep. Yeah. Before Peyton was like, I'm going to. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, the, uh, Tuck ain't coming. Uh, yeah. Tuck ain't. Tuck went. Um, Tuck went. But Purdue, as, as close as. Purdue could could be that could be could be I mean, could be a little tough. I could mean, be. It's it's in Ann Arbor, so that we're that, talking. I mean, we're talking about Purdue here. I mean, we're talking about we're talking like, about Michigan versus Purdue. Yeah, now, we're that's talking about I, right, 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 right. But we are so, talking about Purdue. Uh, they they do have to go to Penn State. That's the um, one. That's the that, the hardest no, game. That's the hardest game. Not, but it's not. Like okay, that might be the hardest game. But after Penn State, then they have to go to Maryland. Now, I've 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 known uh, Tonga Bay Law. We don't know. We don't know how good. We don't know anything about Maryland other than we know they have skill players. They other can end than, up do it. Other than they, it is funny that the script is sort of flipped. Other than Maryland always plays Ohio State really tough before they play Michigan, right? It hasn't it been? Uh, yeah. Maryland, the, the 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 game before the the their the game. Yeah, Maryland's Maryland. I I don't know, man. I I'm not saying that Michigan's not going to lose three games this year. Oh no, um, they're winning. They're winning a minimum of eleven. And I'm not saying that their their schedule is any kind of difficulty. Is not. But but there are some spots on the schedule. That at least here in May, I can allow myself not 
to I could put the sharp object down on like Brendan. I look can't. at the schedule and be like, can't like I can I can see I I can see something here. I can see some damage here, and that's and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I mean, I'll I'll probably deep dive the entire the entire Michigan schedule here, um, <laughs> you know, the, over the next month uh, to kind of comfort myself. But I I, I feel I. I don't know, look, I'm not saying that Michigan's not going to make the playoff. I mean, they could, they could, they could lose a third one. straight year. I mean, they've they've made the playoffs back to back. They could, they could, they could definitely, they could absolutely lose a game on their schedule, and they, you know, it won't make a difference. If they lose one, there's they could still absolutely make the playoffs. All they got to do is win the Big Ten championship game. Um, but be, but because that their schedule is so fucking not mid, so unmid, they're going to be in the same boat as a Clemson. Where there's not going to be any room, there's there's not going to be room to slip, because once they get to Ohio State, that's not going to matter much when they're playing a three loss Ohio State team. Yeah, I mean if Ohio State does in fact end up with three losses, which I, I mean I look at Ohio State's schedule and I look at what Ohio State is and like, I mean, this season is very dangerous for one um, Ryan Day. Because, I mean, Ohio State's not – I mean, it's not like their auto-conference is a killer before Notre Dame, right? It's They start the year at Indiana, then Youngstown State, as is tradition, um, Western Kentucky, then Notre Dame. And then it's like Maryland, Purdue, Penn State, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Michigan State, Minnesota, you know, Michigan. I mean – I think I think that Notre Dame is a better team going into this year than, than Ohio State. I think there's no reason Notre Dame can't win this football game. And I think Notre Dame should be a favorite in this football game against Ohio State, if we're being realistic. I think, I think top to bottom, I think by the time they do play each other, Notre Dame. Notre Dame will be a favorite. Yeah, it might just be maybe three or four points, but which, which would be actually a pretty massive uh, shift. I mean, to be honest, from what it is now, yeah. yeah. I, I just, I just think that Notre Dame's got the the NC State game. Um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna make a lot of, of about it, but I, I just think that um, Notre Dame has a nice runway toward. And I think actually, I actually kind of like the NC State game being a, a test sort of before the the Ohio State game. Um, but if Sam Hartman is as advertised, I, I just I just I just think it's the scenario where um, Notre Dame should be favored in this football game if things kind of go according to plan in the the early onset of September and I guess you know August too that are game against Navy. Um, so yeah, I, but that that's what gives me the heartburn about Michigan is I don't think Ohio State's going to be very good in Michigan solve the script about. Uh, about Ohio State, and maybe we see him in the playoffs as the one versus one v four, because Notre Dame has a significantly more difficult schedule. Uh, looking at you, Duke. Looking at you. Uh, you know. I don't want to hear the Duke shit. I thought somebody. I'm fucking. You love it. I mean, what what are we doing here? I don't know. I think Duke's gonna be trash, and I think that everybody's gonna get bent out of shape. And the real trap game is NC State. Um. But is it? 
Is no. It really, I mean, is it really a trap think, game? I, I mean, maybe you want to talk about Pitt being a trap game, but I think Phil sort of galvanizes a little I bit mean, of the that makes sure it's not a trap game because you got got the, uh, the 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 cultural appropriation king uh, flying on in. Yeah. I, now now he's Mister now he's Mister Pittsburgh, born and bred. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as is as is tradition, you you go to your new school and you have to embrace all of the tradition. Um, but yeah, I, I just I just think it's a situation where. Um, I look at this college football season and and I look at Michigan and it, it upsets me because when Notre Dame has these, these good teams that they have, there are, you know, a Trevor Lawrence or an Alabama in the way with these amazing super teams. Um, and then Michigan's got this, this team that builds up to the moment and, Blech. College football is, is sort of just like shit the bed, uh, which is very upsetting toward for me because um, I think that you know I the 2020 team probably could win a national title this year, right? Uh, well, they they probably have a better playoff showing. I mean, they would absolutely I don't know. have a better playoff showing. I mean, the 2018 team would have been out of a better. Better shot with uh, feel, Jeremiah. It's, yeah. You know what? You're right there because um, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa is the best Notre Dame player that Sean Crawford ever played with. Never mind <laughs> uh, Kyle Hamilton in 2020. So you're right. Yeah, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely correct. It's gonna be so. <laughs> Oh shit. All right. Um well let's uh let's get to rank everything. All right. And uh we're gonna completely sidestep the world of college uh I'm sure there's a way to attach it. Uh but uh one of the things I thought about ranking top five countries that you would like to retire to. Yeah. 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 Um so I, I I can jump on in it. Um, so mine's pretty easy. Um, I don't want to leave sort of the Eastern Central Time Zone, and I want to keep um, countries that more or less have uh, uh, an, an England. So number one for me is Trinidad and Tobago. I'll retire there. Mm. Right. Uh- Speak English. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, they do speak English down there. Yes. My American dollar would go far. I'll be able to it watch was, college football. It was my fifth grade map project. Um, State was Texas. The country was Trinidad and Tobago. I don't know why it was all T's. My, uh, my, um, my cousin's wife is from uh, Trinidad and Tobago. So um, it's a, uh, it's, it's nice for me. That's my number one. Uh, they okay. they celebrate Carnival and uh, they all speak English down there, so it's phenomenal. Um, I'm gonna go with Barbados. I, I mean, everything that I'm gonna pick is gonna be in the Central Time Zone or the Eastern Time Zone because I don't want to live outside of of like if I'm gonna retire, I want to live where I can like 
watch my sports that I love. And I can't like I would love to live in Japan. Um but I'd never get to watch the football that I want to watch. I'd never get to watch nah. the baseball. You're retired. It's not like you have to go to a job. Like, I, I don't could, have to I go to a job, but I'm gonna my... be old. I'm gonna be old and I'm not gonna want to stay up late, right? Because I, I mean I I don't know. I've been fighting against uh fighting against the, the time zones for many years. Uh, you know, in my own life. I think I could I could live my same life anywhere at any time pretty easily. Uh, and that's, but that's stuff for everybody. Like I, I've trained my body and trained my mind, uh, to work in that, um, work that way. So I'll take the, um, I'll also take uh, Granada. Uh, that's a little bit down there, <laughs> but they speak English down in Granada. Uh, love Granada, uh, with their constitutional monarchy down there. Um, so I, I would, I would retire to Granada. I will also um, more than willingly. Uh, I mean, it's basically all of the countries that are picking are in the uh, <laughs> Caribbean because uh, I want to be able to watch sports because that's the singular most important thing. And, and you, you know, and, and he, you just don't you don't care about hurricanes. I don't give a damn because I got so some sports got and I'm retired and my dollar's going to go far. Um and these are all countries so far that that English is a is a primary is a primary language. Um, so then uh, I'm gonna pick uh, Turks and Caicos, right? <laughs> Just carrying right down the line, and then um, Bermuda, uh, which is I guess the better place to. I haven't been there. But I, supposedly it's better than uh, if you want to go to Hawaii, just go to Bermuda instead, because then you don't have to travel so far. And uh, they still speak all English there, uh, which is phenomenal. And I'm and I'm gonna wanna, I'm gonna you know retire somewhere where where my dollar goes far, and they all speak uh, they all speak English. And then uh, what do I got? One more. Uh, okay. Yeah. Barbados. And that's it. I've just basically picked the Caribbean. You just you said Barbados twice now. Oh, did I do Barbados? Oh, um, then we'll do uh, we'll do uh, what do we want? British here? Virgin Islands? No, we don't want British Virgin Islands. Uh, we'll do St. Martin. Um, we'll take the French a little bit, uh, so so Christy can enjoy uh, some some uh, French uh, French food. So we'll take St. Martin. Ugh. I think we're gonna find that we are on opposite wavelengths. Oh, uh, where are you where are you putting yourself? Uh, my number one country to retire to, I is going to be Canada. English speaking, uh, clean, uh, clean environment, lots of wilderness, lots of lots of. My ideal retirement spot, basically, is just is fucking. Wyoming or Montana, you know what I mean? Like that's the so kind you're, of you're you're thinking of like in when you're saying Canada, you're not talking then about Ohio. You're talking about Alberta or Saskatchewan. Yes, I'm not talking about. You want to uh, end up in you want to end up in Winnipeg. Yeah, I'm not going to Windsor. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? no, no, you're not going to Toronto. You're not going to, no, to no. Ottawa. You're like no. 
Give me Saskatchewan. Give me. Yes. Yes. That. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 more or less. More put, or less me Calgary, also, put me in Winnipeg. And also, I'll, you know, you're you're getting old. You know, uh, I don't want to have to worry about anything. Socialized medicine. Sure. I'll take it. Um, every every know. Canadian is retiring to Miami. <laughs> and you are sitting <laughs> right up to. I'm, 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 I'm heading heading on up there. Uh, number two. It may be that's so different from you, but uh, the, the, I don't care about the language barrier. That doesn't bother me because most of the world speaks English. Not most of the world, but like a good portion where you're fine in a lot of places. But number two, um, uh, go back to my roots uh, in Sicily. Uh, I think the Godfather Three is very underrated, and I wouldn't mind. Go- I wouldn't mind going the same route that Michael Corleone did, just sitting in a chair outside at a courtyard in in Sicily and just dying. Uh, that sounds, that sounds lovely. Like I can think of worse places to go, worse places, worse things to happen, right? There are worse places to happen. I mean, he did spend Set. a chunk of his life in in Italy. He had a wife, Apollonia. Apollonia, no. Uh, uh, yeah, she uh, she didn't last very long. No, no. Uh, but uh, no. yeah, I would uh, go back to go back to the uh, the motherland there. Uh, I guess. Number three, and I think I look fucking dope in a fisherman sweater. Uh, um, it's a, I mean, so I think Ireland would be a good spot, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm and, tax rates pretty and, good. And, you know, it's look, it's not fucking England. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not pretentious like that. I can just go down to some pub that's been there for four hundred years and just get blasted with the with the old idiot. Uh, all day long. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah, you can chill with the locals. Theoretically. Yeah, not sure if they'd be your friend, but No, I'm not in I'm, I'm trying to make friends. Uh but I don't want to but but uh look, you don't need a friend, you just need to not be lonely, right? And that's all. That's all. Uh so okay. So Canada, Sicily, Ireland. Ireland. Uh then I kind of hit it in the wall because I. I mean, you got to put yourself in the Caribbean because one, warm. No. Two, you can you can watch no. football at the normal time and not be. I upset. mean, I. Look, I watched my grandpa uh, be retired in oh, yeah, in, 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 in Baja, California, and Ensenada, and I don't think that's what place I wanted to be at. That's fucking dangerous, and I'm not talking about the crime. I'm talking about the driving. Uh, <laughs> That seems that seems like it would be a shit way to go, uh, so I don't think definitely don't think that would be it for me. Um, but uh, maybe I'll, yeah, why not? How about Australia? Huge country, uh, English speaking, uh, could be good vibe weather's, uh, lots of different uh, lots of different things. So yeah, I'll go with Australia. Uh, so we're at four. So yeah, number five. Four. <sighs> hmm. I didn't think was, I, I, I'm the one that came up with this topic tonight. You're the one that came up with it. And you and can't I'm, even, you can't even having, pick a, a country where no, you can watch college and, football and right and another I, time of day. Oh, I can watch, but you can watch it anywhere. Right. I mean, theoretically, but like, we're watching, 
you know, let's say, what time are we watching the? Uh, I mean, we're we're still talking about like another. I mean, I'm 44, so let's just say in in 20 more years, I should be able to watch every college football game imaginable on my fucking watch. Right? You will. But what time of day are you watching your college football game? I've already said game? I've already said that doesn't matter to me. My body and mind have already been, already been sculpted to do whatever I tell it to do in that regard. Like I could li- I could live the Hicksville timeline anywhere in the world. Because and, uh, so, since I'm retired, I don't have to like adhere to a work schedule. So, right. so, I mean, I mean, just, just to put it into context, right. Um, like a one, a one Notre Dame game kicks off at 1230, right. <laughs> or at uh, two, yeah. two Notre Dame game kicks off at uh, at two thirty, right? Right, right. That's seven thirty Ireland time. Cool, I can do that. Yeah. So, are you watching what what happens when Notre Dame kicks off at seven thirty, and it's a twelve thirty a.m. kick? Brennan, I can for most of my for the last twenty years. Yeah, I I've lived off of. Four to five hours maximum sleep. Yeah, most days, most days. And even as a retired, I didn't. There's there's a thing called naps that you can take. I'll be there I'll be a, fine. There is I'll be fine. Called, there is a thing called I'll be, naps. I'll, I'll, so be that, able to watch, I'll be able to watch Notre Dame football and our. And I don't know. Maybe by the time I retire, maybe maybe our Tigers, although they're playing a little better, maybe they'll be competitive. So be, so just to put it into context, let's say it's, you're in Italy, right? You're living in Sicily. Like, hey, Apollon, you know, and um, it's a two thirty kick, right? That's eight thirty at night in Italy, and then it's like, oh, hey, Notre Dame, Notre Dame's playing, Notre Dame's playing Ohio State and USC. That's prime time, seven thirty. I just time, spent, right? I just spent all day gorging myself. <laughs> it is, it uh, is a one with, with food and wine. It is one thirty in the morning, and you're getting ready to look at that game. Wrapping up at about 4 a.m. <laughs> just, beautiful. Just, beautiful. Just put it out there. We can do it. We can do it. Now, I don't know. Probably five. You know what? The fifth country. Let's go ahead and, and let's get outside of the box. China. Uh, no. I'm looking for. Outside of. Outside of Jerusalem, what do you think is like a hot Tel Aviv. box? Uh, mm. Hot box of what? Let's let's stay out of Israel altogether. Just like some shit could go down at any moment. Oh, um, I don't know, Kiev. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a place that things. Could certainly yeah. go down. You know what? No, I'm gonna have faith that something that the uh, a new political system arises, and I'm gonna go the Hemingway route. Tbilisk? Uh, you on Tbilisk? I'll I'll I'll, I'll meet you in the Bahamas, but I'm gonna be in Cuba. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm. I'm sure things didn't go swimmingly. <laughs> it's only ninety miles away. Yeah, yeah, a hot box, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Hot box. Something could happen. What's the, what's I mean, the worst that could happen in Cuba? I mean, sooner or later, sooner or later, someone's gotta someone's gotta go down in Cuba, right? Like that's it. Just can't keep going on the way it's been going on. Um, I mean, there's been like what three generations. Nobody, yeah, but there's nobody else. There's no there. There's nobody who helped to prop them up. Like Cuba would never have lasted as long as it did had the Soviet Union not propped them up for for forty years. Well, the, right? the Soviet Union hasn't been there since. Um, right, and now they're now they're you know they're getting down to the point where that's uh, that's something's got to change, and something always does change. That's the beautiful thing about the world. Yeah, I mean, what was it? Ninety one when the Soviet Union dissolved. I mean, it's only been what thirty like thirty two years. I mean, as as like a five as like a five B. Like maybe something like in like Romania, or well, that you know, would be in fun. that yeah in that area you know I like some like old fucking place not not like not like really Europe like that's part of the world is is cool because there's so many different influences uh, you know European but also you know Mid Eastern Persian um out, like it's more centralized like go ahead just take a look at a map you know what I mean like. And there's some cool shit going on. There's cool legends going on. Uh, Vampires, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, maybe you could have. You might have the better Halloween party of all your friends. Yeah. I don't know. I've and I only asked this question because because the other day I think I spent all day daydreaming about being retired. <laughs> like I think I'm re- like I was off work for almost a month, right? And I was just like, hmm. That was like kind of retirement life. Like I could get used to that. <laughs> like that should probably be a bigger priority. Someone should have really sat me down at 17 and said, "Look, you really are going to want to retire by your by the time you're 45. Well, don't do anything. Don't do anything else but to get to that point." You know, 20 years ago, someone should have probably tell told you, like, "Listen, here's some stocks you need to invest in." Yeah, I have that daydream a lot. <laughs> I but you know the problem is is the the 25-year-old me or the 20-year-old me or whatever probably would have procrastinated the shit out of whatever old ass me went back and told him. Like I already know I'd fuck it up. Like yeah, I'll get I'll I'll, I'll go buy I'll stock get to tomorrow. It. Wait, wait. I'll get what, to it. what? I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. Ah, uh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's it. I think we did the thing. I think we hit all of the 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 beats we wanted, right? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be uh, like we had a newsy thing to, to take care of today because of the uniform shit and you know and all that. Um, but I mean, definitely start looking. Definitely start leaning more into some theme. Theme pods moving forward. Uh, get get Jude back for the for the true triumvirate of uh, of the pod. But uh, we we did we did what we came out here to do. And look again, you're going to have a you got a double pod madness, right? So if you're listening to this and you didn't listen to the pit pod I did with Amanda Gatsi, smack yourself and go back and listen to that. But we got I got all. 
I got all sorts of uh, Mother's Day weekend outside chores uh, <laughs> earbud food for you. It's a good time. I'm planting a tree. Go tell my How wife that. Do- I don't think she'll hear it in time for it, but I'm planting a tree. She'll I, listen, I, but I don't think she'll listen in time for the in time for me planting the tree on Sunday. Did you did you already get the tree? Oh yeah, I got the tree. Um, what you get? Uh, I got a Japanese weeping cherry blossom. Okay, okay. Uh, I got a Japanese tree in the corner there. It's been there for about. 10 years, that thing has barely grown. Mine's gorgeous. A, it's a, just, yeah, it's I mean, it's gorgeous. Slowest growing thing, the slowest growing thing you ever see. I, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped for it, uh, to get it in the ground because it's something that she's wanted. So, uh, we'll hope it, we'll hope it, uh, we'll hope it takes. And are you doing that on Mother's Day then? Yeah, yeah, I'm putting it in the ground on Mother's Day. Um, so, well, we know for a fact from the reviews that that uh, uh, quite a few mothers listen to this podcast. So, happy Mother's Day, M- moms out there! I uh, hope you are burning your mom jeans and uh, rocking uh, your 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 badass mom bods and your and your jeggings and your skinny jeans and right? side parts, right? Um, cause yeah. moms have the side parts and the, and the t-shirt with the cardigan, with the light cardigan sweater. It's, it's the best mom uniform that's, that's been around. And I don't blame you for not wanting to get rid of it. That's a, that's a solid, that's a solid, uh, solid attire. All right. I got to get, uh, maybe I'm living in, I don't Sicily's time zone right now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Transylvania. Uh, so like just reminder, get on over to Apple podcasts, leave that rating, leave a review, any review that you leave. We will read word for word on the next earn five-star podcast. Be a part of the show. Be a part of the conversation. Become a part of the lore. Uh, that that's kind of how these, these things work. Uh, you, you bring up something stupid. We say something stupider. And next thing you know, it's, uh, it's, it's attached to our DNA in the show. It's, it's weird how that happens, but it, it happens. Uh, so please do that. Uh, we're, we're back and firing up one foot down with the, it's the off season. So you're going to get off season stuff. Enjoy yourself. Uh, but, and, you know, enjoy the off season, not just the off season content, but in, Take your time. <laughs> Take your time. The season will get here, uh, and uh, and then we can all. Um, I don't know if you're if you're Brendan, you're curled up into a ball, uh, worried about Michigan. Very worried. Very worried. <laughs> if you're me, you just can't wait to watch Pitt play West Virginia. Uh, I don't know. Take your pick. So, ah, shit. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, and that's it. Nope. For Brendan. For our good friend Jude, unable to make it tonight. And for everybody at One Foot Down, thanks for listening. And as always, go Irish. <laughs>